Dana Lash's Absurd Truth Podcast. Play that uh, soundbite that you found. Because Trump went, he was there, he visited the folks at McDonald's. He's like, I know this menu better than you. And then he went, he was giving everybody water. But I, we were rolling over this because I told you guys that that was a real audio soundbite. When he was like, we brought some Trump water and some less quality water. But listen, this is so funny. Incredible people that uh, helped us because we're bringing thousands of bottles of water. Trump water, actually. Most of it. Uh, some of it we had to go to a much lesser quality water. <laughs> you want to get those Trump bottles, I think, more than anybody else. I love it. It's so funny. He's funny. You know, the, the Trump's biggest downside are the, some of the people he chooses to be around him. More than him. More than anything he could do. For real. It's the, some of the people that he picks to be around him. Faux show. The, uh, but that's hysterical. He was, and he brought all kinds of stuff. Brought water and went out and bought, like, made sure everybody, what did he say? How did he say it was an array of McDonald's? Strong with McDonald's. Love McDonald's. Why do they hate on McDonald's? You know what the media does? They hate. Have you noticed this? Because they think that that's poor people food. That's what they think. They think that that's lowbrow poor people food, don't they? I, that's what I think they do. Like, remember when he, what team was it, Kane, that he had at the White House? And they had like uh, uh, quarter pounders on the silver trays and all that stuff and they had like boxes and boxes of it was like a charcuterie of McD's. The McD charcuterie. Oh my gosh, you can have that for free. Actually you can't. Trademark. I'm gonna trademark your trademark. My idea. The the Mick, Mickey D charcuterie. They could do that, you know, for like parties and stuff and Super Bowl. Get your Mickey D charcuterie and it's like all of your elegantly displayed burgers and fries. And yeah, get them t- the little baby tendies. Get them baby tendies. Yeah. <laughs> he said that they had an array of McDonald's. But we, he had that. What sports team was it that he had? I mean, I don't care. But you all remember that he had. It was like some after. Was it, it wasn't Super Bowl or something, was it? I don't remember. So, the internet will tell me. But anyway, and he had uh, he had all the McDonald's out there, all the McDonald's, and he had he took pictures with it because they had you know right before everybody came in, uh, he had he was posing for photos with all of it. Clemson Tigers. <coughs> Trump served the Clemson Tiger football team, Wendy's and McDonald's, and he loves himself the McDonald's. I do know that, like I because I, I know when I. So the very first time that I met him, because I've known Trump for like over a decade, he used to be on the radio show all the time uh, back when like he would, you know, when he, like when he was uh, still up in New York and he opened uh, that re- they redid that post office up there and turned that into a hotel and did all this. And he'd come on, talk about it and all that, uh, because Stone is a mutual friend. And he was on like after, you know, right when he was thinking about uh, running for president, when he was at CPAC, I introduced him at CPAC. And then. When I first met him in person, when I introduced him at CPAC, that was the first time I met him in person. And I had gone in, I shook his hand, said hello, you know, he's real nice, he's huge, huge, tall guy. And because I'm, you know, it's me, this is before lockdown. So lockdown made me not a germaphobe as bad, but before lockdown, because out of spite, before lockdown, it was nuts. Chris is like, it's like traveling with Michael Jackson, which doesn't sound as good as you might think. Um, that sounds bad, actually, but the germaphobe stuff. Anyway. So I had a business jacket on and I had a little 
thing of hand sanitizer in my inside pocket. And after I shook his hand, Chris asked him something, and I just turned. I thought I was being real discreet. And I turned, and I get my hand sanitizer out, and I pop open the cap, which popped open so loud. The caps on those Purells are like, pop! Loudest cap ever. Like, when you open the cap and you're trying to be, you know, discreet about it, it's like, you're dirty, pop! Just touch the dirty person, pop! I mean, it's that loud. And I'm getting ready to put it in my palm, and then I just realized... In that split second, what that looked like. I had just shaken Trump's hand, and then I'm putting Purell on my hand. And I turned to look at him. I go, it's not you. And I, I just said, I go, it's not you. It's me. I go, you want some? And he's like, I, I didn't think you were going to ask. Because <laughs> he's a huge germaphobe, too, I learned that day. Um, and so we had, like a, they had the Purell moment. And um, it was funny. He did say, because we were, had a, I can't remember, we were talking about something. Like, we had, there was a dinner that we were at, and he had said something about McDonald's there. He loves McDonald's. And one of the guys is with him, one of the guys with him said, yeah, we'll swing by. Before they get on the plane, they were going to go to McDonald's before they got on the plane. That's, but he loves McDonald's. Some of the other presidents were like that, too. Like, I think um, Bush liked McDonald's. I think, uh, well, I know Clinton liked McDonald's. When I was in uh, high school. I was a junior in high school, junior, sophomore, junior. Anyway, it was fall, and uh, I just remember, you know, it was crazy with sports, all this stuff, and everyone was freaking out. All of my friends who worked part-time after school at McDonald's were freaking out, and this was McDonald's off of Jeffco Boulevard, or off of, uh, I think it was off of 141 in Arnold, Missouri, and that was because they had some dark-suited guys who came into McDonald's. And they were doing, they were advancing because Clinton was coming into town. And Clinton always hits a McDonald's. And so three of my friends were like, we couldn't go, we didn't go to work today. They told us not to come into work after school because, oh my gosh, they're, you know, he's going to, and he was like coming in the next day. So they had to shut, they went in, didn't advance, and they came back and then they went and shut it down and all this stuff. And one of my friends actually got to work there. He was on fry duty when. He came in and we were too young, you know, we were too, and I was raised in a Democrat town with Democrat family. So, you know, you just know when you're a teenager and you got somebody famous coming into McDonald's and you're in Arnold, Missouri, it's a big deal. No matter who it is. And my, they actually barked at my friend because my friend was like putting fries in the box and he was like, I almost dropped them all over the floor because I couldn't stop looking at everything. It was crazy. And do you know how weird it is to be super professional? He's like, my thing was I got to put fries on the tray. And it was like, that's the, he's like, that's the best fry pudding on the tray that I'm ever going to do in my life. I'm putting fries on the tray. It's just so funny. Anyway, back to my story though. So Trump gets, he's got Wendy's, he's got McDonald's, it's a charcuterie of Mickey D's, it's in between the beautiful gold candelabras. And on the silver trays, expertly assorted. And everyone comes in, he gets a picture with all of them. All Clemson Tigers in there. So he goes. He's in the McDonald's. Go ahead and play this. He goes up to the McDonald's in East Palestine. He's getting ready to order for all the fire department, everybody. The, what is it? The police, the fire department, I guess everybody else in the, in the restaurant. I guess the owner of that franchise was in there with him, too. This was funny. Listen to this. Enjoy your meal, and we're going to get the meals for the fire department. Hello, everybody. What's your specialty today? How are you today? Nice to meet you. 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 Nice
to meet you. Hello, everybody. That's a nice, beautiful looking group of people. So I know this menu better than you do. Okay? I probably know it better than anybody in here. Uh, we're going to take care of the fire department. Okay. We're going to take care of the police department. And what we do is all the people that are eating. Like right I'm now, the owner, Mr. Mr. Oh, President. So I don't have to give you That's right. That's a good one to own, right? Yes, it is. One of the best. So we're going to take care of the fire Plus we'll the people that are in here, they're gonna get a nice free meal. All right. Thank you, everybody. Thank you. Nice. You can tell whenever he's been in Florida because he doesn't wear the tie. When he's in New York, he would wear the tie. When he's in Florida, and he's more. He doesn't wear the tie. It's like that's the difference between casual and and business with him is the tie. That's it. Everything else is the same. <laughs> it's just tie or no tie business or casual. If you're a regular listener, then you've heard me talk about Keltec and all the reasons why they're one of my personal favorites when it comes to firearms. Privately owned family company, Keltec has been making one of a kind American-made firearms since 1995. Driven by creativity, Keltec doesn't just copy other weapons on the market. They innovate new ones, including the new P50. The P50 platform is based around a 50-round double-stack magazine, which lays horizontally along the top of the grip. The 5.7 cartridge comes in several variants, from sporting, hunting, to personal defense. And with how easy it handles its smooth shooting, because it's well-balanced and thus accurate, you can definitely see Keltec's reliability and quality at work. The P50 is fun on the range, but it's also great for serious home protection. To find out more about the P50 and all other Keltec weapons, and products, check out KeltecWeapons.com. That's K-E-L-T-E-C Weapons.com. Keltec, creating innovative quality firearms to help secure your world. KeltecWeapons.com. And now, all of the news you would probably miss. It's time for Dana's Quick Five, brought to you by Keltec. The Missouri Attorney General has given the St. Louis prosecutor Kim Gardner less than 24 hours, fewer than 24 hours to resign or get the boot. AG Andrew Bailey has given St. Louis Circuit Attorney Kim Gardner the ultimatum. You resign by noon today or we will remove you from office. Bailey announced the news on Twitter, which is a social media platform that politicians routinely announce news on all of the progressives in St. Louis that are freaking out about him being on Twitter when they don't care at all about their Democrat officials. He shared it on Twitter in a brief series of tweets. The, uh, posted yesterday evening saying that he was going to oust her himself if she would not leave voluntarily. He says, we're giving Gardner till noon. Now, you guys remember Kim Gardner. I mean, she was there. I mean, golly, what has she not been involved in? Incredibly, incredibly corrupt, Soros-backed uh, prosecutor. So she says that, uh, I mean, I think obviously kind of took her by surprise, I think. But she's been people, she needed to go for a really, really long time. Uh, I mean, this is, this is, I mean, this is, Man, this system failed. Now, what's interesting is that she wasn't the only one to criticize Gardner. Democratic St. Louis Mayor Tashara Jones also did. She told Gardner, you need to reevaluate your priorities in a tweet that she shared Wednesday afternoon. She said the system has failed and she pointed at Gardner for it. So knives are sharpening everywhere. Wow. Uh, a man dressed as a seven-foot male copulatory organ has been arrested in Rio de Janeiro for harassing women. The man was in an inflatable phallus costume, a seven-foot-tall costume. Military police arrested the man. He was, uh, well, he he was wearing that and a pair of flip-flops, and he was uh, led away peacefully by an officer. It was the Frank and Beans. The officers looked bemused. Now, granted, Carnival is happening right now, so I don't know. But he was harassing people, women at Carnival. So just, you know, there you go. 
Uh, a family is being slammed for what they say, what's been described as a Disney ride hack. A hack. Uh, they said that they post regular. This family posts regularly about going on Disney, and they said that they they have problems getting kids that aren't tall enough on rides, and so they basically are cheating. And people are saying you're putting your kids in harm's way, which I would agree. Stay with us. The country should be wrapping their arms around the people of East Palestine, not as a political football, not as an ideological uh, flashpoint, not as a gotcha moment, but as thousands of human beings whose lives got upended through no end, through no fault of their own. Uh, And I think that includes visits, not just big official visits from the government, but just people who've seen the news and whose hearts go out to the community here and can come here, come here on a day like this when the sun is shining or on a rainy day and shop in those shops and visit those businesses. Um, It is safe to visit here, as all of us can attest, even while we're still making sure that it stays safe to live here. He's just not good. He's like the annoying dude whose parents told him that he was great when he wasn't. Don't tell your kids that they've done something great when they haven't. Because then you get this guy. Like, if your kid sucks at something, you got to tell them. You just suck at this. It's not being mean. It's so that they don't turn up and then one day be in the Department of Transportation and make everything worse because they can't do their job because they had an inflated sense of ego due to their bad parenting. Don't do that. Be like, look, Pete, you really don't have any marketable skills. So you need to go find something to do to where you can be valuable. I don't know. Figure something out. And I was reading this piece from a Politico. Ready? Buttigieg world frustrated at GOP attacks over train wreck. One senior Democrat said Pete Buttigieg has taken a lot of bullets for the president on this. That's his job, slick. Now, granted, Biden picked him, so he's just as bad. But it has to do with tra- you all. You you didn't actually think you were going to have to get dirty, did you? You didn't actually think you were going to have to do some work. I can't even deal. Yeah, that's how they're putting it. Uh, It's a source of guys. Can I mean he didn't you? Oh, oh, blood pressure rising, Mm, rage increasing. (laughs) Mm, Gotta take some deep breaths here gonna have to go and find my happy place in the Orinoco flow king I need some Orinoco flow I'm it up now. oh my gosh the rage is just increasing ever higher wreck at train wreck he's taking a lot of bullets with the president on this oh, okay let's just find our happy place we're floating in the Orinoco flow folks the sweet tones of Enya. We're taking deep breaths here. This also reminds me of a lemonade commercial in the 90s that I used to watch when I would stay at home in the summer as a latchkey kid. Just <sighs> a little Enya. There we go. We're in the Orinoco flow now. All right. Rage subsiding. Blood pressure dropping. Okay. I think we averted a disaster here, guys. That was almost really bad. That was really bad. Okay. Hmm. So the uh, Politico piece, it says... People in Buttigieg's orbit admit to being exasperated by the Fuhrer, saying nobody asked him about the derailment in any of the 23 media interviews. He could, they're counting these. They're counting them for the love. 
during the interviews he conducted during the first 10 days after the accident. And then people blasted him for not speaking sooner. Well, okay, yeah, I guess the 10th day is the first 10 days. Posting it on Twitter doesn't count. I guess day 10 is the first 10 days. Notice how they said the first 10 days. They didn't say the first days, the first 10 days. He did 23 NRS. Oh, he did 23 interviews? He had 23 times that he had to sit for a couple of minutes and answer some questions. And all in all, it probably amounted to still under an hour. Oh, gosh, your life is so hard. You thought you would actually have to work. Really cuts into personal time, doesn't it? Ooh. Ooh. Yeah. Uh, Cuts into personal time there. Mm. Don't intrude on Poot's personal time. That's his, uh, you know, oh, 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 personal time Pete. PTP, new name. It's not Secretary Mayor Poot anymore. We are officially retiring that. Note it. It's not Secretary Mayor Poot anymore. It is PTP, personal time Pete. Mm-hmm. So, you know, PTP needed some PT. You do not, you do not, ladies and gentlemen, infringe upon PTP's PT. That's just not the way it is. You can't do it. He's got to have that PT. He's got to have it. I love how they go, there's an effort by Fox News and Republicans, and then they're talking about Internet conservatives later on. They said it's, they're using it as a political weapon. Wait, just because your complete ineptitude looks bad for you doesn't mean it was used as a weapon because people called it out. Don't you dare call out our bad incompetency. We're going to mischaracterize that and say that It was used as a weapon. Your incompetency is a weapon. No one has to use it. It's the not using it that made it a weapon. I really don't like him. You know who he is? He's the guy who goes to Whole Foods and buys things that you could buy at like Kroger or Aldi's and spends five times more for it so he can walk out with his Whole Foods bag. And feel better about himself. He can virtue signal with a brand, right? He's the guy that wears comfortable loafers. And he probably irons his pillowcases. And that's the limit of the work he does. He only will do enough work to A, make himself comfortable. And B, maintain his, whatever his perceived influence is in the eyes of the status quo. That is the limit to what he does. He's that guy. He's the guy that doesn't put away a shopping cart. He's that guy. He's the guy that probably doesn't tip extra. That's PTP, part-time Pete, or personal-time Pete. Mm-mm-mm. We have more to come, folks. Oh, my gosh, I haven't even gotten through. Where have I been at this hour? I really don't like this guy. You guys are going to have to really help me not to just hate on him for three hours because then it'll be mean, and I have a tendency to do that, so... It's his life mission to make bad decisions. It's time for Florida Man. Florida women pay $300 more for car insurance than men, says a study from News Channel 8. I think there might be a reason why. I'm not going to say. WFLA says that a study on auto insurance rates found that in Florida, women pay $300 higher than men. They said it's a gender gap. 
Is it a running over the curb gap? Hitting other cars gap too? I mean, just wondering, you know, I mean, there's that there's a reason why, because dudes are always charged more. I mean, even, you know, especially when you get your insurance for the first time, there's a reason for this, guys. Uh, Polk County, Florida, man arrested for peeping through a window at a Dundee motel, say police. 24-year-old fruitcake has been arrested. He was seen peeping through the windows at a motel, said Polk County Sheriff's Office. On uh, Tuesday, the Polk County Sheriff's deputy was dispatched to the Economy Motor Lodge in Dundee about 6 p.m. after a suspicious person was reported at the motel. According to officials, a motel employee reported seeing a man walking around the hotel peeping into windows. They arrived on the scene. They identified suspicious 24-year-old Dante Clinton. When he spoke with the deputy, he's like, yeah, I didn't have a motel room. And he didn't know nobody there. But he did say he was looking for somebody, but couldn't say who. Now, when he was told he got to leave and not come back, he said, okay. And then... The 24-year-old went right back to the property, Peep, continued peeping in the window, so he was charged with trespassing and taken to the processing center after that. Oh, my goodness. You, you, can't, you can't be doing that kind of stuff. Uh, let's see. Um, there's a couple of other things here. Uh, no, we're not going to do that one. That involves something inappropriate in a store aisle. And no, we're not going to do this one either. Uh, we can do how a Florida man in a tutu was arrested after he broke into a farmer's market to drink all their soda and eat all their fruit. <laughs> Javon Jameson, 22. He was caught in a tutu on surveillance video, breaking into a Tampa area farmer's market and helping himself to some sodies and some fruit after he burst through a glass door. The owner of the farmer's market told... The Palm Beach Post that the men had asked for food and he would have given it to him. John Sanson, the the owner, uh, if the individual had been hungry. So Jameson was arrested and charged with burglary of an unoccupied structure, criminal mischief and petty theft. Uh, But why the tutu like that did not come up at all in this discussion like that. He's a burglary burglar in a tutu. And that's, I mean, that's it. He was in a tutu drinking soda and eating fruit. But why the tutu? Why was that necessary? I feel like, you know, when you're doing these stories, that's like the, you know. Uh, a South Florida man was arrested, r- accused of uh, running a chop shop. And they, it's the, the brother's body shop. Police went there to conduct an inspection. They noticed employees try not to have anything to do with them. There were a bunch of cars there stolen and stripped. And the owner of the shop, Dayer Leon, was arrested for grand theft and other charges. I bet that's a lot of counts of grand theft, but there's like a lot of cars there. Uh, yeah. I, uh, let's see here. Oh, I got one more. I got one more. I got one more. The Panty Bandit. That sounds like a Southern Fried Rock band name, Panty Bandits. A Panty Bandit busted in a string of thefts at South Florida Malls. 48-year-old Carlos Rodriguez was arrested. He's a serial thief of women's underwear. He steals them regularly from malls and Doral, uh, Sweetwater, all kinds of places. They finally got him at a Sweetwater Walgreens because he was trying to take ladies' items there, too, and steal them. And they found that he had all kinds of, I mean, he had hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of panties on him. He was taken to the Turner Guilfoyle Knight Correctional Center out of all the things to steal. 
Thanks for tuning in to today's edition of Dana Lash's Absurd Truth Podcast. If you haven't already, make sure to hit that subscribe button on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.